welcome friends to a new episode of Mind Speaks, Soul Listens. The views and opinions expressed by the speakers in this recording are solely based on their own individual perspectives and experiences. They form only part of the truth and we strongly encourage listeners to form their own conclusion based on their own living experience. Okay, so we have Ian on the line here, joining us from San Diego. Um, and uh, Ian's been a spiritual seeker all his life, I guess. Uh, and he found uh, a PLM uh, a couple of years back. And now he's here joining us uh, on this uh, episode with uh, Ne, so yeah. yeah, go ahead, Ian. Uh, what's what's the question for today? Well, again, thank you for having me on, and um, I appreciate it. And this is uh, such an honor, and uh, you know, it's really exciting to be here. But uh, yeah, my question for today is like, uh, you know, for example, Ishwarji when he, you know, you, we have all his talks and stuff. And the first time I heard Ishwarji, I was just like, man, this is the real deal. You know, this is like, I never heard anything, anybody explain the teachings of Sant Mat in such a detailed way, like Ishwarji. And, and I really like resonate from what he was saying. And I'm like, man, this is the truth right here. And then I would show somebody that I feel like is a seeker as well, you know, like just sharing, hey, you should check this guy out, Ishwarji, he's such a good talker. And, and they would listen to it and they're just like, eh, it's all right. It's just like one of the talks I've heard, or you know what I mean? And so my question is like, how come some people like feel like a teacher and another one doesn't like, they don't feel the same way, okay. you know what I mean? So, um... I always love Vishwaji talk. So the yeah. first talk that I listened to him is actually after I met him physically. So for me, I already built that kind of connection with this person. So when I sit and listen to his discord, then I will think, ah, I know this person. And uh, he's my master because uh, on the first meeting, he gave me initiation. So, uh, uh, for me, the development of relationship is quite good. But I feel uh, some other people, for example, some of my family members, when I forward Ishwaji uh, mm -hmm. video to them, they feel like, ah, he's, uh, it's okay. His talk mm -hmm. is very intellectual, but I don't feel anything that much. Then I investigate what it's all about. Why I feel this way? I feel... Great love, you know, this pulling of love that transform me in each and every talk. And for others, they're just like, ah, uh, you know, we can listen to something like that. You know, this spiritual discord in a temple is the same. Then I realized, right? Many are called, but few are chosen. So when perfect living master came into the creation, he carried a list. And our master, Ishwapuri, he mentioned about the list A and the list B. The list A is um, they're going back to that master in the same lifetime. So it's their last lifetime. 
So uh, that master is their final master. But other one on this B, meaning they met with Ishwaji, they like him or they dislike him even. They've been mm. put on this B, right? Mm. And uh, when our master came, meaning, you know, our final master came, we have this special connection with that one because mm. we have been marked on the soul level. Right. And when we've been marked on the soul level to go back with that master, something happened inside us. So whatever we listen, overlapping with the pulling of love or we, when we hear his discord, we also hear the sound current that the master connect from our soul to the master soul or master soul connect with our individual soul and slowly, slowly pull us up. For those who is marked for that particular perfect living master, we feel transformed. Every time we come into the connection with the perfect living master, we feel, ah, something inside me shame. But it's not about what he say, even. He can just sit there, sing or smile. It works the same because we connect with love through that form, through that physical form. And that physical, physical form is very special for us because connect with that physical form. We connect with the astral form, causal form, the form of the soul, right? Individual soul, universal soul, and then our true home at the same time as well. It's like a bond, you know, unbroken bond between master and the disciple. So that's how special, you know, a master can be special to one and not mm. others. It means they're not here to save the whole humanity. Mm. They came here to save only their marked soul who been marked on the list and we'll go back home with them. It's like a customizable path. It's like custom for each person, right? Like, you know, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, uh, I, okay. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of like from a point of view of uh, someone with a master-disciple relationship. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Um, for me, maybe I will come from the point of view of a new age spiritual seeker. Yeah. So in in the new age spiritual a spiritual seeker circle, there's this thing called like vibrational energy of of your mm. of being. So let's say the Ishwaji video that you shared to a person, that person doesn't resonate mm. on that vibration that Ishwaji is delivering his message there is no match to that vibration. Therefore, you're like, oh no, I, I, I don't, we call it, I don't vibe with this, right? And then mm -hmm. you just turn it off. But for you, you are vibrating at the same vibration level that Ishwaji is delivering his message. Therefore, you mm -hmm. vibe with it. So I think that also plays a part, notwithstanding that um, the ones that are marked vibrate on the same level, right? Even though you have not heard of Ishwaji before, but on the inside, I think, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that you vibrate on this same spiritual level as the ones that 
that is going to come and mark you. Therefore, there's instant recognition that I vibe with this one. This one is something special. And you cannot explain. Mm. Um, and for those that are like, even, even spiritual seekers themselves, right? On the onset of the physical form, you see that, oh, this guy, this guy's the real deal. He's been meditating in the in the temple for 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to share with him Mishwaji and hope he goes to the next level, right? But then mm-hmm. they don't resonate. So to me, I've tried this before with some of mm-hmm. my friends who are um, spiritual seekers. They they yeah. they do med- they are more superior in meditation techniques than me. They've done like 20, 30 years. But when I share Mishwaji video, they feel like, Nah, man. No, I don't. I don't vibe with this one. You know, instead they try to promote their own guru. So mm-hmm. I feel that, like what name mentioned, that the, uh, yeah, it has to do with the marking, right? But mm-hmm. I think from a ethereal perspective, uh, your vibrational level or spiritual vibrational do play a part. In my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel that, you know, what Tarkin said, it make a good point. Mm. From the spiritual standpoint, if I put into a picture so you guys can understand better, it's like we already have a seed of seeking, you know, this seed of love inside mm. us. Master actually the one who plant that seed in within our soul before we come down to join this um, play of illusion. So one day, when we start seeking in our heart, it's like we have glimpsed a little bit of that seed of love, but mm-hmm. we don't know how to activate it, how to make it grow. So then, master in the physical form, who actually plant that seed from our true home, have to apply it physically and say, hey, look, I will teach you how to water your seed of love. I will activate, I will help you activate that seed. In some tradition, that's why they say that master hold the key and he give the key to us to open inside the our spiritual door that sit here. So they give that key for us, ourselves, using our free will. Right? Mm-hmm. to exit, to sit, exit inside and open, open that door. The door to where? To know ourselves, to know our true self. So that's why, you know, I see the concept of new age. But I also mm-hmm. feel that this is all part. Mm-hmm. This is from the old teaching, ancient teaching. You know, since in the time, in memorial, since the first master player on this planet is the same teaching, but when we translate into tradition, into culture, it just goes separate way. It looks different. But whoever uh, sit and withdraw attention and experience firsthand within himself or herself will feel that, oh, this is the same. Every religion in the core teaching is the same. Every part in their core teaching is the same. Mm. Doing what? To find their true self inside, in whichever method. Mm. No, it's very true. So my question to you, like, so, for example, I, I just want to say like your case, right? Um, you, you, you had your, your spiritual master, um, Supreme Master Ching Hai, right? 
And then you met um, Ishwarji and you're like, oh yeah, I, I really vibe with Ishwarji. Did he tell you to go to see Babaji? Or how did that work? I was just I just wanted to just know that because you know, like because you were vibing with Ishwarji, but yet you went to Babaji. You know what I mean? Because growing up, I I see the truth very intensely. Mm. So in whichever form the truth represents itself to me, I run and grab it. You mm. know, like you feel drowning because of suffering, because of ignorance. So anything passed by, you just grab. Mm. But for me, when I grab that, then I taste it out. You mm. know, which one work for me the best? It might look like I get initiation from many master, but the direct initiation that I have, like in-person initiation, is from Ishwapuri. Mm. So I taste, I, I taste these three master out and you know, at the final state, I feel Ishwapuri helped me the most. Why? Mm. Because when I meditate and withdraw attention, I always imagine I sit in the same room with Ishwapuri Ji, and mm. he recite the holy names for me. And I look at him, you know, mm. and then I close my eyes. And right away, that image, that feeling, that experience that I relieve, pull me inside right away. And compared to other masters that I get initiation by representative, I don't feel the same. I cannot imagine them sit in front of me and recite the holy names the same. Mm. So, you know, test it out. You can get initiation from 100 masters. <laughs> right. Use the one that pull you the most. That's almost like what Ishwarji, like in his talks and stuff, we talked about the great master and the great master's like, if you find something else, go and ch check it out and come back to me and like, let me know because I'll follow the same path. You know what I mean? I remember Ishwarji saying something like that. So it's almost the same thing. It's an open path, you know, like check it out. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to add, um, I think I heard before, I don't know, there was one master that say uh, spirituality, uh, the relationship between a disciple and a master is not a marriage, you know. It's yeah. not like a conditional marriage where, okay, we sign on the dotted line. You have initiated me. Therefore, I belong to you forever till, you know, something happens between us. Then, you know, yeah. we go through a spiritual divorce, right? Undo my initiation, <laughs> for example. It feels like it sometimes, you know? Like right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. So, so to me, I think um, the relationship between a master should be seen as a bond, an unbreakable bond that traverses lifetimes, you know? Mm. So you realize that the, the last leg of your experience here in the creation realms, right? That, man, I've been with this one since the beginning of time, right? And then you realize, okay, we've been together all along. It's time to go. And it's not just the recent character that initiated you. Some of us realize that maybe we have 100 PLMs and it's all the same guy coming over and over again. And yet we go through this whole okay, let me have a go at it again, right? Like, you know, one more time because mm -hmm. I know how to how to escape. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's a unbreakable bond. And um, I think like like what I, I said previously that the physical master that shares that that similar timeline with you and your, your timeline overlap, you meet the, the person physically and he's standing there in front of you, right? I mean, 
this this bond or, or this this form of the master is should be used as a springboard for you to move in and then you make connection with the the real inner master and then when mm. you go back to reality physical reality you realize man the physical one is there and i can authenticate with the physical one that i've you know seen him or her on the inside and then both of you can have like a physical conversation and also when you go into meditation have that same uh you know inner conversation and you you feel like very blissful because you can then cross check with the physical one saying hey you know what during meditation today i experienced this this is this what does it mean mm-hmm. right and then you go to the physical one and he or she will explain to you oh it means this because you know i've experienced it before and i was there and uh, i was showing you like to move right but instead you move left you know you know so yeah so it it becomes a, a bond a symbiotic bond between two souls right but at the end of the day both yeah. of you communicate from a soul perspective it's just that the journey you have to take as a disciple to reach your true uh destination which is to be the master himself or herself you know and you realize that both of you are actually one you know yeah but then I in think- in new age spirituality right how can you explain this to them because i heard a lot of people from mindfulness background like i'm buddhism they said oh there's no need to to have any master you can do it yourself yeah from your experience what is the different yeah. okay i asked both of you then yeah so <laughs> so from from that perspective i coined this term the diy spiritualist mm-hmm. right i can do it myself right do it yourself <laughs> right why do i need another master or another being telling me what to do when you you told me that i have all the keys to my to to the to the you know palace right yeah. it's given to you the yeah. door's not the door's not open mm-hmm. why don't you just walk out right yeah. so yeah so a lot of people uh from the mindfulness path yeah. um they will undertake this journey the journey of self discovery and they realize that they are the creator of the universe right so here's the thing i think ishwaji mentioned before that you know when you can say that uh, it's my awareness it's my consciousness it's my astral body it's my spiritual journey you know it's still not you because you can associate that you know it's still not the the person or the the the, the dreamer of sorts you know because you can say oh it's my body right now it's my master so there's still a difference you know so the i the i the word i in this um in this mind space is still very strong mm-hmm. therefore to me um why i believe that sanmat is really the true path is because the i ceases to exist because you know everything even my own spiritual journey is actually the master's uh spiritual journey for but i'm looking at it from my own uh physical yeah. eyes my mm. own character but at the mm. end of the day you have to surrender everything to the master even mm. you know um at the last stage right man mm. i've reached the last the last lake and i'm at a cliff right it's mm. not even my decision to jump it's all yours do you know so many people I mean coming from the mindfulness perspective I know that it's very strong for them to do um, a lot of self inquiry and self liberation but I still believe that at the end of the day you have to 
the ego is the last to leave, right? You have to surrender your ego, which is the last to leave and the strongest, to the master. And that's the that's the that's the advantage I would say of having mm. a, 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 a inner master. It's very that ego, man. It's really hard to like shake off, especially you know if you have a really strong ego like myself. <laughs> you know, like you know, you you we operate in the ego. So like you know, even like meeting a master, perfect living master, and you have the affinity with them, it's and surrendering yourself like, oh, am I supposed to give everything to the master? You know, it's just like the mind thing that I'm giving everything, but hmm. but there's like a part of you like just because of the ego, like is you you know, people have trust issues because we've yeah. been, you know, we trusted so many people in this world. And how many times have we been, you know, like scam. A lot of times for me, yeah. you know, like trusted somebody with my like yeah. even money, you know. For example, let's say money, you know, like oh yeah, I'm never get paid back, you know, or something like that. These are like hard earned things that you, and so with uh with spirituality is especially you know like you're trusting your your spiritual, which is very personal yeah. to a master, you know, and yeah, what salvation, you know, yeah, and you hear about cults, you hear about like you know, all kinds of like, how do you, you know, you still have to keep your, your ego a little bit to like, yes. you know, fix through all that. Right. right? No, no, I, I truly agree. But um, I, I see Ishwaji as a perfect role model because whenever he does anything, he'll just turn back and say, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for this man here. <laughs> right? right? So even if we see the great master in Ishwaji, but... To, to, to us, there's no difference, man. Ishwaji, you are the great master, right? There's no yes. difference. But to him, there is. Even perfect living masters needs masters themselves. Why is this? Mm. I've been asking myself, like, why is this? Like, they are so powerful. They are so perfect. Why do they even need masters? Why can't they self-initiate themselves? Mm. Right? Because I un- then I understand, um, after having, uh, you know, several conversations with me, I understand that even masters have to surrender their own ego because they operate on all levels at the same time. The lowest level is still very, I would say, uh, rough on the ages, you know. You still have, like, what you mentioned, your ego factor, your physical body suffering. This this will all kick in and you'll, you'll be like, man, am I just... Did I just spend 90 years just, you know, following my mind, you know, for example? <laughs> and, and like you mentioned, wealth, right? It's like, oh, you know, did I just lose all my money just for this mind game, just to make me, you know, happy. But if you if you just shift your your perspective, right, that money mm. is not yours to begin with. It's all masters. Then you feel, man, okay, great. So I'm I'm the custodian of this wealth, right? So mm. now I'll use master. Tell me what to do, right? With this, you know. So for like the new initiates, for example, that that are searching for example, like let's say they go to any master. I mean, if you see like perf like like uh, all these masters on TV, let's example, like Sadhguru, right? For example, he's got millions of followers, you know, you know, even uh, Babaji, millions of followers, you know, and, um, you know, it's very rare for people to actually meet a master and be personal with a master and create that love and devotion with a master. And all these people are trying to do the same thing that we're trying to do. But how is it that, you know, like, let's say us, we're so, I feel like we're blessed enough to like actually, you know, Ishwarji 
he we get to meet him personally we get to see him touch him and some masters you know perfect living masters or whatnot we we don't even they it's it's hard to even reach them you see them like you know a couple maybe like not even like half a mile away and you kind of you see them in a big screen you know and i feel like you know these people that are seeking it's it's um it's a struggle to find somebody like a perfect living master and there's not that many perfect living masters in this world from what i was told right yeah how can they get that i mean is it just spiritual like is it the luck of the draw you no, know like, I, i don't i don't think it's the luck of the draw i think it's yeah. it boils down to your own spiritual journey and education level because mm. if you see it from a worldly perspective like for schools for example right mm. like the lower the the level of education the bigger the classroom is and then when mm. you reach a phd level there's there's not much difference between you and your professor especially if you are at the prime like uh, cream of the crop of the class right yeah. you'll be like you know what yeah. the only thing that separates both of us is just that certificate and that doctorate you know mm-hmm. both of us essentially when i get there tomorrow if i get my doctor's degree and then i'll be in your position right yeah. and that's the only thing that's different that uh, graduation so like what i mentioned to you um yeah when you have millions of followers like what ne previously said in this conversation many a call few are chosen so your level of understanding in spirituality uh, actually determines it's not what you do physically actually it's more on the inside because sometimes you can just be like you know fresh off the boat and say what's sanmat all about tell me tell me tell me but you know you are just like a piece of firewood right you are dry prime for ignition the slightest spark can just ignite that firewood whereas most of us are just like the same firewood but we are just wet too wet to ignite any fire and you know you yes. have to go through a period of drying which means which in spirituality equates to a lot of meditation a, a lot, lot of, of self seva. yeah a lot of seva mm. a lot of self inspection for you to reach a lot of beat up of the ego yeah your ego needs to be beat up left right and yeah. center <laughs> yeah. only for you to realize man this is not as diy as i you know expect it to be right mm. because perfect living master they can teach still them in mm. every level you know that's why they are perfect they can operate at every level at the same time So they when they look at somebody they know oh this one needs uh kindergarten education this one mm-hmm. need primary school education this one need high school knowledge this one need university knowledge oh this one is at phd level so they know so they will only give what they need at that time we're mm-hmm. not going to give like a uh, 3 years old children a full course meal right they cannot yeah. digest it So they right, give right. little by little. For mm. me, right? Perfect living master. If they are perfect, they're not bombarding you with all the knowledge, and let okay, you know, yes. walk away and digest it, right? And keep up on your spiritual practice because they will feel like if if they um let's say spiritual level is very low or very f- so far away from master degree. Then you give them the knowledge of master degree, then they will like, oh, I give up, I can't do it. Sorry, next lifetime, right? <laughs> right. 
their level of understanding is very yeah that's very true because the level of understanding is different yeah you're right you're right about that because i've listened to some masters and i'm like man i want more and just this is like hmm. i need i need more information i need more knowledge about like inside and you know going within you know yeah None, none, nothing about like personal. I, I don't care about the personal stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I don't care if you bless me, my kids, or you know what I mean, or my family. I don't care about that. I want to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I see, I see the spiritual path as very funny. You did. It's it's complete reverse to the worldly education path that people undertake. When you reach the, I I wouldn't say when you reach the prime, but when you reach a certain level, you realize like the less you know that you know nothing, the better, right? So I think perfect living masters usually will, will tell you that, you know what? I know nothing. And then you graduate, right? Okay, pass. You know, with all the knowledge of the world, you say, actually, you know what? To tell you the truth, I know nothing, you know? Even PLMs will say, you know, I know nothing. It seems like I'm giving a sermon or I'm giving a message. But actually, it's, it's not me. It's my master. That's I, where you realize. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. know nothing and I am nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because as, as, that's how you know. Yeah, that's how you know that <laughs> you've like made it. And then, then you begin the path of transformation. Because that's where you realize, man, I actually technically know nothing. Dude, it's like nothing. You know, this is not my knowledge to begin with. You know, every single thing is just moving, uh, the master moving the chess pieces. I'm just like a parrot, like what Ishwaji mentioned, you know. I finally realized after many years what he means by being a parrot. It's not like you are just being a repeater. It's not. It's it's being a real parrot, you know. And on the spiritual discord, right, you look at all the people. For example, the day we go to attend to spiritual discord, also called satsang. So mm. perfect living master come. And if you notice, he will give the teaching, the most complete teaching. Why? Because that teaching will resonate with uh, every level of a spiritual background. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, somebody come from kindergarten level, they can understand. If somebody come from university level, they also can understand. That's why all of us sitting there yeah, in the same classroom, we have all the mixture of Student, different mm. level of student, and mm. each will hear what they need to hear at that time only, yeah. Yeah. right? And you know, and walk away and have to digest it and come back for more. Yeah. That's why it's good if you attend to any Discord, go back mm. and listen again. Yeah. Next time you will hear something different. Yeah. Because your level, your spiritual level inside, change and catch up. Mm. That's how mm. they do it. Hmm. That's why I, I like that. That's a, that's why it's you know Ishwarji's talks are on YouTube, and I like talks on YouTube because I like to go back and listen. Because sometimes that first time, you, I mean, you don't like. I only get certain certain parts, and listening to it again, it's yeah. It, you it's you you only get the parts that you resonate with spiritually at the point of time when you listen. Yeah. Try yeah. try listening it again. You you have a different message altogether, and here's 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 an even better. A thing try to do it daily and see what randomly pops up on your youtube that will be the message or the sermon for you on that day and you realize man you you literally answered my worries like the night before mm. how did that happen Ian? you know it's mm. so freaky 
to us. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you yeah. don't even know what's reality and what's dream state anymore. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. when things gets real and the fun begins. You mentioned to me before that nowadays people um, get very scared to follow the wrong person or you know so called a cult. How yeah. can you validate what you are following is not a cult? Tell me. Yeah. How? For all you know, you could be talking well, to cultists. I don't know. For me, it's uh, the cult is like if they if they bind you, if they bind you and like you can't leave. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't search anything. Yeah. That's what I feel like a cult is. They they don't let you go branch out, and it's not an open path. That's how I feel like a cult is. You know what I mean, mm. yeah. Or, or there's other things like satsang, right? Um, oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta do money. You gotta give us some money and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, is this a scam or what? You know, for spirituality. You know, that's almost like those are like signs. You know what I mean? The red flags, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just always like, always on defense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but how do you know? Even like a a person like Ishwaji, how do you know he's the real deal? Yeah, and so I think that uh, you're right. It's whatever resonates in you. Like when you listen to it, and um, you're just like you're feeling every word that he says, and then you have you have this feeling inside you. It's like. I never had that feeling besides, you know, I just, I just knew that I was searching. And then when I heard Ishwarji and I was just like, wow. And then, you know, you feel like, you know, like a high. I've, I've said like, like a spiritual high that you're like, can't explain. It's just like, you don't care about anything. You don't care about, you know, your problems. It's almost like you're just there and you're here with him and you're listening to everything that, and it's just, it's like a happy high, you know, it's a beautiful high. And, um, but it sucks. It sucks because when you leave that, it, it goes away a little bit. You always have to constantly be in that vibration mm. for me <laughs> to, to stay in that spiritual high. Right. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Spiritual high. But <laughs> how, how can you validate that this is maybe not your emotional self acting out, you know? Because some people are very emotional, you know? They go to masters, they cry, they bow down to his feet, they go all, the, the whole rigmarole of the drama and like, you know, they plead, right? How do you, how do you explain people like that, you know? Um, I feel that um, it's the, you know, you know, when he teaches you the meditation, right? And uh, you you try to sit there, and it, in the beginning, it's it's hard. And I, I still struggle in meditation, um, but when you actually get a glimpse of it, to me, I feel like oh shit, this is real, you know, like wow. And uh, the glimpse is, uh, I think you're like it's enough, but at the same time, you still want that glimpse because it's it like it comes and goes, and um, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like that's what validates it it's not just talk you know like one day you're gonna die and go to heaven you know what i mean like you actually when you practice you actually experience something not only just like you know the vibrations but also see stuff inside to me that's what i feel like that's the validation it's not someone just bsing something you know but yeah. but for for Perfect Living Masters, they, they always um, talk about, you know, experiences and they always share their inner experiences, right? 
And yes. then the, the problem for me personally is, let's say I'm a disciple, right? And I don't share those experiences. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I've been through this journey, maybe, for example, 10 years, sitting by the master, attending every satsang, doing my meditation, you know, uh, to the, like, I wake up at 3 a.m., sit for two and a half hours, everything to the T, right? And yet, yeah. I don't achieve anything. There must yeah. be some, you know, some <clears throat> doubt that lingers, like, have I just wasted 10 years of my life? You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear stories like that. And, oh, yeah, multiple man, stories don't... like that. Yeah, I hear stories like like that. Like people meditate and do, like I ask them, "Do you see anything?" Well, I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. I don't say. Sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I don't see anything," but like, why do you meditate for two hours? You know, a day? if you, you don't know, see like, anything, right? Yeah, you don't see anything. There's people that I know that meditate for a long time, and I'm like, I can't even sit for five minutes sometimes. You know, like so. so and, to me, it doesn't add up, right? It's like you know, the path of effort doesn't add up to the reward. You know. People might not see anything till the day they die. So why are we... The question is, why then are we still doing this? Yeah, like like I said to uh, all of you in the beginning, right? Master mm. is not the one who take the key and open the door inside for you. Master mm. come, give you the key. And when the time is right, that you really need to go inside, withdraw attention, Inside, you use the same key, open the spiritual door for you. I feel a lot of people follow this spirituality in the wrong way. They're thinking, oh, this is, they replace this with their religion. And they practice their attention still outside. Even sit in meditation, they put their attention outside. Oh, master, show me. Please lady and form, please come, right? I want to see. That's still mm. happening separate and outside yourself. Because they mm. separate themselves and the master and not mm. operate in the oneness. Withdraw mm. attention means you withdraw to the point of, you know, nothingness, zero. And then from that point, you get pulled inside. That's how, you know, you, yourself, using your own free will to activate the spiritual door that lie inside. That's why, you know, if they don't have the right understanding of withdrawal of attention, they can sit there for 40 years even. I found somebody mm -hmm. 40 years, 50 years, have no experience, don't feel the pull of love, yet still follow the spiritual path because their family follow it. And then it's become tradition. It become mm -hmm. ritual. You know, they follow, but using their mind, but not mm. using their soul to practice. Mm. You know, I think that's interesting that you said that because some people, for example, I've, I've, I've seen people that's like, like, let's say, for example, they see Ishwarji and they meet him for the first time. They know it's the truth and they can go in easily. And some people like me, like, yeah, I know it's the truth, but I can't go in easily. But for me, like, I remember Ishwarji says, uh, you know, he, he asked Grace Master, when, what's, oh, how many times should I see you a year? He's like, once a day or something like that or something like that. Or, or if you can't do once a day, you know, once a week. If you can't see the Master once a week, once a month, and then it goes once a year. I feel that it's really important 
to actually be in the physical presence of a master too, for yourself to like, you know, if you, if you want to go within, it helps, it really helps in your meditation to see a master as much as you can, because the vibrations that the master has, it, it pulls you inside versus outside where like, right when I leave a satsangar, like if I went to see Ishwarji in Chicago, I'll come back out here, you know, I'm high for a little bit. And then after a while, people start coming and problems start showing up and it starts going down, you know, and I start doing my meditation. My meditation is good. And then after a week, it starts going lower and lower and lower. And I feel that for my case, I have to always be in contact with the master for me to progress. You see what I'm saying? Like, to progress yeah. with I don't know. I think it's an individual thing. So Some you people said it's the importance of um, the living master for yes. the lifestyle nowadays that we get our attention pulled outside. Everything is out there to get our attention, right? The physical yeah. master is much needed to become your friend in daily life. Is that true? Yes, I believe so. I believe that you always have to be in contact with the master if especially if you if you can't see them within right away until you uh, until you you build that relationship with the master um as far as like even like you know conversations or just being around that person it actually helps your meditation in cuz you're always in contact with them in that vibration i feel like it helps easier in meditation yeah it, it could be like just your level and stuff i don't know i don't I think I mean, here's, here's a controversial uh, viewpoint. So let's say tomorrow you wake up and you see Ishwaji's radiant form, right? Then what? I can die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, that's it. Take me home. <laughs> yeah. So because Ishwaji used to mention this, that when you connect with the inner master, you'll be lonely no more, right? You won't, right. You won't be lonely. But then, are you going to tell me that you are then going to be a different Ian where... I don't need friends anymore. I don't need living friends. I have the inner friend and I'm not going to talk to anyone anymore because I have this guy that, you know, I can talk to for the rest of my life. You, you get what I mean? So, yeah, it's true. Are you going to be that Ian or just, just imagine yourself having that region for Because <laughs> I did, I'm like, I feel like my, my ego will go up and if my ego goes up, then I lose it all. You know what I mean? Like, man, I just lost it. Now it's my ego kicked in, you know? Yeah, but you have the radiant um, form, you know, at this point of time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, I feel like I do, like if I do SWAT. see the radiant form. What's that? It's a double-aged sword, right? Like you give all the inner experience to you, then what about, do you abandon your outer experience? Hmm. You say, oh, yeah. we don't need you anymore, guys. Bye. Leaving the, the WhatsApp group or whatever. Like, bye, guys. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, actually, I think uh, you'll just be like, you'll, you'll be like, wow, this is real. This this path uh, is really real. Like, I can, see? You, you, know, it's then a you need validation from outside, too. Mm. So it's better you have master as the outside person and the inside master as well. So inner yes. and outer master at the same time. Then mm. you know, oh, I'm leaving this experience outside. And when I withdraw attention, mm. I'm also leave the same experience. This now you know, that how you know is true. Mm. Yes. Otherwise, your mind can yes. tempt you. Your mind can just manifest, you know, master in radiant form. 
so beautiful and mm. saying like hey Ian you know live your physical experience mm. join me yeah you know live your life in meditation all the time cut everybody off stop going to work stop keep attention to your family yeah and mm. what is the good what is the use you know of your human experience here yeah you just leave your family members and, yeah. and okay Ian I'm going to show you everything shows you all the astral form you flying here flying there and then you'll be like you forgot to be human anymore and then is is this progress for you I mean in my opinion like is is this going to be termed as I've made it right you know yeah. <laughs> right well, yeah I guess for me, probably just like, hey, whatever you want me to do now, you know, like, because I, be I believe it. I believe you, you know, this is real, you know. What do you want me to do? What's my life now? You know, because honestly, I, I, you tell me I still have to do my responsibilities. You want me to do my responsibilities, I'll do it in your name. You know what I mean? But you know, Ishwar Puriji always say to us that we should enjoy our physical experience, our human experience. Yeah. He is a perfect living master. Why? Because perfect living master, they have to operate perfectly in every realm of awareness, including their human self. Their human self have to enjoy and embrace that character fully as well. Do you understand? Then they can do it, you know, as perfect, as astral form, causal form, you know, as a soul. You know, and as the Lord as well at the same time. You see, mm. the perfect one never neglect the human experience. That's it for today's episode. If you'd like to listen to more content like this one, please follow and like our channel. Links can be found in the description. See you next time and thank you for listening.